the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let us pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We thank you and praise you for an unbelievable time of the fall feasts, your appointed times that we are involved in, Lord, and that it, it is such a blessing to focus our eyes, our heart, our spirit on you. Lord, just minister now, to, especially to those who don't know you, uh, both Jewish and otherwise, Lord. Let, let people come to know you this day. So, Father, Father, we pray in the name of Yeshua that you would just minister in a tremendous, tremendous way. We thank you. We bless you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, last week we looked at God's appointed time called Yom Kippur. Today we look at the last of the fall feasts, or the last of the appointed times in the fall, called Sukkot. I love this time of year. As we focus on the Lord, it's been amazing. During this week, uh, as we celebrate Sukkot, it is the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. And we build one in front of our synagogue. If you pass by our synagogue, you will see a fairly large booth there. Uh, and and we try and eat there in the evenings, and, and we, we just have a wonderful time. We'll be celebrating, actually, this evening, which is the first night of Sukkot, in Wesley Chapel at the congregation there. We're having a fun-filled day. We begin around 12, so um, you can maybe go a little after church if you'd like, because we'd love to have you join us. It'd be a, a fun family time. We're sharing this with Grace Community Church, and there will be food and lots to do. At 3 o'clock, we'll decorate the sukkah. And that's, kids love to do that. At 4 p.m., we'll have a Sukkot service, and at 5 p.m., we'll eat in fellowship. What could be better than that? 
that, right? <laughs> so you're invited. Bring your children, your grandchildren. If you're coming to help decorate at 3 p.m., you can bring some palm branches uh, and uh paper fruits or other festive decorations um and if you're staying to eat please bring a covered dish yes <laughs> um so um this is our, our next service, by the way, before I get into the teaching, our next service, the following Sunday, will be in St. Pete. That is the eighth day service. Uh, again, both of these are great to bring your Jewish friends to. Um, it'll be outside in St. Pete. It will be at Stroud Park. Um, and it's Sukkot. It's the final day. It's called the eighth day, which is biblical. And then there's a traditional holiday connected to that, which is Simcha Torah, which means rejoicing with the Torah and uh, or the joy of the instruction is another way to translate it. So as I mentioned, we'll be at North Stroud Park. On one side, we have the water. On another side, there are the restaurants. So bring blanket chairs, food, enjoy a service, rejoice in the Lord with God's word, his people. We pray the churches will will join us, other Messianic synagogues. Make it a church outing. Bring the kids. We'll have a great time. If you'd like to help us get the word out, as we've mentioned before, share things from our Facebook page. We'd appreciate it. Also, check our website, and if you'd like to know more about anything or need any kind of information, Karen is available Monday through Friday. Call her at 813-831-5673. Okay, well, we love visitors. Come and bring your Jewish friends. So, Sukkot's an interesting holy day. Uh, it is, has a number of names. It's called Chag Asaf, Asif, which means the festival of ingathering. It's called Chag HaSukkot, which is the festival of booths. It's called Hechag, which is just the festival. It's called Chag HaShem, which is the festival of the Lord. And it's called Zeman Simchatenu, which is the time of our rejoicing. So in Leviticus 23 again, but now we're at verse 34, speak to the children of Israel, saying the 15th day of the seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. On the first day, there shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. For seven days, you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day, you shall have a holy convocation and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a sacred assembly, and you shall do no customary work on it. So what do we see here? That both on the first day and the eighth day, we are to have services, which is why we're having services tonight and why we're having services next Sunday evening. Please join us, as I mentioned, right? And then it says, finally... Uh, in verse 40, and you shall take for yourselves on the first day of the fruit of the beautiful trees, branches uh, of palm trees, boughs of leafy trees, willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It sh- shall be a statute forever. 
How long's forever? Okay, you got it. In your generations, you shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All who are native Israelites shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. So we are to live in booths for seven days, where especially native-born Israelis do this. Um, not always, but many times they do. Certainly we eat there. Uh, this is um, a reminder of how God took us out of Egypt. Uh, we decorate the, the uh, Sukkot, the Sukkah, uh, with different leaves and, and willows and so on. It, it's forever. We leave the roof open in our temporary building so that you can see the stars in the sky reminding us that we are to rely on God for our real covering. Amen? Okay, Sukkot is another holy day where you connect the dots between the Hebrew scriptures and the new covenant. Isaiah, I, I love this part, so listen, listen closely. It's, it's really amazing what God does through his word. Isaiah 12, 2 says this, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So you remember, right, that salvation in Hebrew is the word Yeshua. So it says, therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation of Yeshua. But that's not enough. In John 7, 37 and 38, in the New Covenant, it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, which would be Sukkot, Yeshua, Jesus, stands up, cries out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Now, that would be enough. But as Yeshua was saying this, besides the this Isaiah 12 scripture that people remember, they probably remember Isaiah 44, 3. For I will pour water on a thirsty land and streams on the dry land. I will pour my spirit out on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. Or Isaiah 58, 11 that says, Then I and I will guide you continually, satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones you will be like a watered garden like a spring of water whose waters never fail ezekiel talks about in 40 chapter 47 talks about the river of life zechariah 14 8 moreover in that day living waters will flow from jerusalem so picture this during the feast of sukkot in the first century the jewish people took part in a water drawing ceremony on the last day of the Feast of Sukkot. And they would go down to the Pool of Siloam, draw water, and bring it to the Temple Mount. 
there they would pour out the water and recite Isaiah 12, which I read to you already, with joy you shall draw water from the wells of salvation, right? So you remember that salvation is Yeshua in Hebrew, right? Imagine this scene at the time of Yeshua's appearance. It is like that in the midst of the ceremony, he stood up and proclaimed, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Do you see how he is the fulfillment of the prophecies in the Hebrew scriptures in Isaiah, Ezekiel and Zechariah and others? It's it's just amazing to me. And in, in Exodus 23, 14, it talks about three times a year you shall go up to Jerusalem. This is, I think, an important thing during Sukkot. And I'll tell you why. I mean, it's a lot of things are important, but I'll tell you why it's important later on. So Passover is one of those three times. Shavuot, which is the Feast of Weeks, is another time. And then Sukkot, which is the, the ingathering. These are the three times that all the males were to, to go to Jerusalem to celebrate Yeshua. Now, also prophetically, Zechariah 14, 16, and 17. Then all the survivors from all the nations that attacked Jerusalem, you know, that eventually they'll all attack Jerusalem, will go from year to year to worship the king, Adonai, and celebrate Sukkot. Furthermore, if any nations on earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, Adonai, they will have no rain. Wow. And the final Sukkot is recorded in Revelation 21, 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. Also, I saw the Holy Spirit. Uh, city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Also heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is among men, and he shall tabernacle, or Sukkot, among them. They shall be his people. And God himself shall be among them and be their God. He shall wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more, nor shall there be mourning or crying or pain any longer for the former things have passed away. And the one seated upon the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Then he said, write for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will freely give from the spring of the water of life. It just gives me chills when I think of how God has put these words together from the different books of the Bible to make uh, this complete understanding of of who he is and what his plan is. And it, it's just amazing. So number one from this verse, we, God emphasizes his final gathering of the believers, which is all about Sukkot. He describes those whose names were written in the book of life and this new chapter in his plan. So it is done, you know. And then thirdly, he speaks of us all freely drinking from the water of life, which is Yeshua. This should excite 
excite you. The Hebrew scriptures and the new covenant coming together as one, just like Jews and those who were not born Jewish coming together as one in Yeshua. Ah, yes, I love it. Sukkot was always known as the holy day that commemorates God dwelling with his people. How fitting that the kingdom of God, when it fully comes to the redeemed earth, to be considered the ultimate fulfillment of this holy day. God himself will finally dwell with his people in all his fullness. The sukkah of God will be among men when Messiah Yeshua dwells as the ruler of the thousand-year messianic kingdom. (sighs) If any man thirsts, let him come to Yeshua and drink. What a great reason for amazing joy. Now, This always gets a little difficult for people, but I'm going to mention it anyway. I'm not going to be dogmatic about it. I'm not going to tell you this is the way it is, but I think you should at least listen to this possibility here. Finally, this. It is possible that Yeshua was born at Sukkot. Okay. Let's look at some of the reasons. Number one, there was no room in the inn. Why would there be no room in the inn? Because it's three pil- It's one of the three pilgrimage festivals, and all the men came to Jerusalem from the surrounding areas. Secondly, I believe that it's very possible that he was born in um, uh, not a manger, as we hear, but in a sukkah, because there was no room. So he had to be born in, in, in an area where there were, he was outside, but it was in this temporary dwelling. Three, we read that the shepherds were tending their flock by night. And if you know anything about December and Jerusalem, it is freezing. You're not going to want to be with any of the, uh, the, the flock by night in, in December. But uh, October, that's a whole different thing. So um, I would say that Yeshua's birth is more likely to be at Sukkot. But I would also mention that if that were the case, then he would have been conceived at Hanukkah time. That's an interesting thing to think about, too. Because Yeshua being conceived at the time of the Festival of Lights and the Festival of Dedication. Hanukkah means dedication. So Yeshua being the light of the world and also Hanukkah meaning dedication uh, is a perfect time for him to be conceived. Well, those are some thoughts for you. Some tr- traditions uh, in in Jewish community and the Messianic community um, have something called a lulav and an etrog. A lulav is a palm branch with myrtle and willow combined. Uh, an etrog is similar to like a, a fruit, a citron, or like looks a little like a lemon. And they're wrapped together in order to be handheld for waving in every direction. And what this... Uh, symbolizes is that the harvest uh, of God 
and and his omnipresence in the world. It's it's tradition to um, shake it to the north, south, east, west, to the heavens and to the earth, um, reminding us of who God is. Um, so a couple things in terms of a summary. I want you to consider this. And each year when I say this, it it just reminds me again of how God's plan is amazing. As a personal spiritual review of these three feasts, consider this in your life. Number one, Rosh Hashanah. We are to reflect, and and what I call is this is these are my teachings on the R, the letter R. <laughs> so Rosh Hashanah, we are to reflect as we get quiet before the Lord. We are to recognize our sins, and we are to repent of our sins. In Yom Kippur, because of the repentance, we're washed clean, so we are redeemed as our sins are forgiven. We are reconciled to God and to man, and we receive God's love and his mercy. Sukkot, we because we've received God's love and his mercy, right? We rejoice in the Lord We remember the Lord. We retell about the Lord's love. And the results are we are renewed, we are refreshed, and we are revived. What do you think? Let's review, again, the fall-appointed times. From a prophetic point of view, we read Matthew twenty-four thirty when it talks about the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and he will gather together his chosen from one end of heaven to the other. And we see this also in First Thessalonians four sixteen and 18, that with the voice of the archangel and the blast of God's shofar, the dead in Messiah shall rise first. And then later on, it says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. We see in Yom Kippur that we get that last opportunity to receive salvation. And in Sukkot, we are gathered together with God to... Um, to um, be tabernacling and to come close with him. So these are the prophetic meanings, I believe. And we see also in Zechariah the prophetic meanings. Look, there's so much to talk about. Unfortunately, I don't really have that much time. Maybe I'll do a little more on Sukkot next week, and then we'll uh, wrap it up next week. So uh, let me just mention once again, we will be celebrating this evening at Wesley Chapel Congregation. Uh, For more information like where it is, uh, just go to our website, shereshdavid.org. We will start at 12. We'll have food. We'll have bouncy houses and fun. At 3 o'clock, we'll decorate the sukkah. 4 o'clock, we'll have a service. 5 o'clock, we'll eat in fellowship. Great time for family, for kids. Uh, 
it, it will be wonderful. So you're all invited. Bring your children, your grandchildren. If you want to come decorate uh, the sukkah, bring some palm branches and other festive decorations. Bring a covered dish if you're planning on eating with us. We'll all share each other's food. Our service after that, the following Sunday, right? is our eighth day service that's at St. Pete uh, at Stroud Park again you can check this out on our website it'll be a great outing for the family uh, it's fantastic it begins at 4.30 in the afternoon it'll be wonderful um, look this is a great time for our rabbis to visit and teach at your church please invite us uh, this is also a wonderful time to bring gifts and offering. We pray that you feel this radio program is worthy of some of those gifts. So I pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.